Welcome to Exit Interview, improv radio podcast by God and the Devil. Before we begin, there are a couple things you need to know. This podcast was completely improvised. None of it was written beforehand. It was recorded in one take and then edited into a radio play. The performers on this podcast are... Dan Kwan Peoples. John Goodman. Trisha Cribbins. Sam Myers. Okay, let's begin. It is showtime. Welcome back, Earthlings, to another episode of your favorite weekly podcast, recording live from the Elevator Podcast Studio, hovering in between heaven and hell. This is Exit Interview, Season 4. I am your co-host. My name is God, and I'm sitting next to a uh, happy devil. Oh. Is that, is that, is that a, a mischaracterization to say? No, yeah. I've, I haven't felt this great all week. I, uh, and you know, the thing is, I, I actually I slept over in the elevator last last night. That was it. I knew I recognized the smell when I walked yeah, in. No, I, well, I, I haven't showered. But uh, hell has been very stressful lately. You know, there's this whole new management thing. I, we're being absorbed into the Greek underworld. So I'm still nominally in charge, but I, we have to answer to, to, to them and everything it's just it's it's this whole it's this whole mess that's right and it, it's been nice to just you know get away from it though to be honest with you I, unfortunately hades has been just killing it lately i mean like we there's a whole new like trash collection system compost is separate now we have to have a little bin for compost and i had this whole thing i was like well where is everyone gonna get a bin that's just unreasonable next day truck comes around delivers a bin to every house can you believe that it's just it's like amazing. that guy's doing great things down there uh, okay yeah no i don't need you, you I, I was hoping you would be like that that's not so great. Fuck that. Well, no, they're probably just throw it all in the trash together anyway. It's like recycling. It's just a scam. Yeah, I mean they're in hell. Who's gonna punish them more? I mean, yeah, I guess technically that's my job. But you know, uh, let's let's not let's not dwell on that. Well, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, sure. Every week we uh, we are joined by a recently deceased person. They come into our elevator podcast studio. Uh-huh. We hear about their life. We flash back to scenes from their life. We see how they died, mm-hmm. and then we make a judgment and send them up to heaven or down to hell. Uh, so this week, I think uh, I think you pulled an orb out of the bag already. You have one pre. I did. Yeah. No, I've been been tossing it back and forth, taking a look at it. What, what do you think? Can, can you tell things about the people by looking at the orbs? What do you think? I don't know. That one's inky and purple. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. Seems seems good. What, what do you say? Are we ready? Yeah. Let's crack it open. All right. Here we go. Hey, uh, what? Hello, hey, welcome to the elevator in between heaven and hell. What's 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 going on here? Uh, well, so hi, uh, this is uh, I'm I'm Satan, I'm the devil, and this is my good friend God. I'm uh, God. You, you oh. unfortunately, your your life dead. has come to an end. You you are you are deceased. Oh oh, jeez. Oh God. Okay. Well, nice to meet you both. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. You seem like you got over that pretty quick. What was your name? Oh, my name. My name's um. My name's Kevin. Okay. Kevin. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Yeah, good to meet you both. So, uh, I feel a little 
feel a little lost. What what do you, what do you guys? Yeah, basically, it's sort of a binary afterlife. You go to heaven, you go to hell, right? You know, one of the two. And we're just going to judge whether or not you were a good person who deserves to go to heaven. And if you were, then you will. You know, that that's all there is really to it. So I don't know. Big picture, what do you think, Kevin? Are you a good person? Oh yeah. Okay. I think I brought a lot of I brought a lot of good into the world. I I actually I devoted my life to. Uh, the orthodontic arts. Oh, and, uh, okay. I made a lot of people's mouths a whole lot better. I made a lot of teeth a whole lot straighter. Now, well, what do you say to the skeptics out there who are saying, you know, oh, dental hygiene is important, but straight teeth, that's just sort of a modern vanity. No, no, no. I think that straight teeth are a great virtue. Hmm. It's sort of a, one of the pillars of modern society. And sure, it's something that we didn't always have access to, but I think that people uh, before or- orthodontia were, were worse. They were worse people. Now, I don't know if you noticed, I have a gold tooth here hiding behind my lips. Uh, you see it right there, Inc.? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very nice. I've, I've always wanted someone to, like, carve something into that. Is that the kind of orthodontic arts you do? You do, like... No, no. I, I, I view those things as... Race carving? Those are really um, corruptions of the, of the art form, actually. So you were, a, you were a pretty straight-laced guy in the workplace? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I started my own business, yeah, at the age of um, 19. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow, Kevin, that's so impressive. How were you qualified? Did you spend your childhood fixing people's teeth? Yeah, you know, I was actually abandoned um, in the woods uh-huh. uh, at a very young age. I was... Well, actually, it's unclear how old I was. I have no memory of it, but uh, I was a feral child. Wow. Hey, you don't even know how old you are now, I'd imagine, right? You, you wouldn't know what your birthday is. Uh, yeah, I started getting into orthodontia at 19, but really that's, that's anybody's guess. Anyone's guess, sure. But yeah, so I was, I, they sort of found me um, in, uh, in the plains of Nebraska. I had been raised by a herd of wild antelope. Oh, that's beautiful. So I had some sort of antelope-like qualities for a while, but... Uh, Which are what? What's what's an antelope quality? Uh you know, they're polite. Yeah, no, I know that about antelope. Yeah, they're, they're a pleasure to hang out with. Um, yeah. Now, Kevin, I mean, I have to think that gives you a really unique perspective on, on human society, right? You're sort of an outsider who's now become a part of it. Uh, does that make you think, you know, we should all embrace our, our uh, natural aspects? Does it make you think, no, society is so important, we need to follow the rules? What, 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 what's your take on this? Well, I really craved a sense of control, I think. You know, I, I spent my whole life on the plains and everything was... Uh, mm sort of governed by the, by the, yeah, the natural order. And I, I felt, uh, you know, I felt sort of powerless over my own life, my own destiny. And then when I was discovered mm. by, you know, the, the person who would become my guardian, uh, ah. I call her my mother. Uh, sometimes I call her Deborah or Debbie or Deb or Dee. Oh, wow. She was also an orthodontist. And uh, yeah, when I learned that it was possible to sort of corral, you know, human teeth make them do your bidding, you know, put them in order, take what is chaotic and make it, you know, make it ordered and, and straight and correct. Uh, that was really appealing wow. to me. Oh, wow. I mean, what a story I here. I, I see someone who, who came up from nothing and, and really made something of himself and, and helped others. What do you think, God? I mean, see, seems like a good person to me, right? I, th- I, th- I think this sounds amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, my, my teeth, I, I wish I had braces when I was a kid, too. I mean, Yeah, where'd you get that gold tooth? Oh, flea market in uh, Taiwan. Mm. Well, Kevin, uh, last thing we need to know before we uh, take a look at your life. Uh, what is your last name? Oh, my last name. Uh, it's um, it's Plum. Okay, let me go ahead and write that Kevin down. Plum. Uh, great. All right. Uh, That's Kevin Plum, DDS. <laughs> okay, then without any further ado, we take you now back to the life of Kevin Plum, DDS. Here we go. Uh, uh, Jeff, do, do you see that thing moving moving in the tall grass over there? What, what, are, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Do you see that? 
I think there's something in the tall grass over there, in the plains of Nebraska, in which we are watch- walking. Is that a wolf or something? Or like a predator? I don't think so. It looks really small. It looks like... Hello? Oh my god, Jeff, it's a child! Okay, come closer to me, please, please, please. Oh my god. Hello? Hi. Hi, uh, hi small child, and covered in rags and uh, feral disposition. Hi. Uh, do, you, do you need help? Uh, unfortunately, I only speak the language of the antelope. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't understand him. This is crazy. Kevin, Kevin, it's me. It's your, your antelope mother um, who, who raised you since you were a baby. Oh, he's talking to one of the antelopes. Hello, antelope mother. I, I, I don't know who these people are. There are these strangers here. They're, they're here on the plains. We don't know who they are either, but if there's one thing we've taught you, it's, it's the importance of, of politeness. And, you know, I, I think these people really want to, they want to they wanna help you and take you back to their human world. You know, we've told you about the human world. It's a, it's a rough place, but it might be where you belong. It would be awfully rude to, to not give them what they want. Yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be appropriate. Don't you think? Uh, honey, what is that? What is that antelope saying? That they're just like speaking. Well, I don't know what they're saying, but I think this was the antelope that raised him, and I think that maybe this is like a parting okay, message. Okay, honey, we already have six kids that we adopted from other animals. I mean, we can't we can't take another into the family. We, I can't. Carl, who was raised by eels, doesn't even speak English right now. I mean, right now, right now, he doesn't, but he might. He's seventeen, we think. Antelope mother, I don't know what they're saying. Uh, should I go up to them? I think you should. And, you know, you're not going to understand what they say for a while, but eventually you'll learn, you know? I- I- immersion is the best way to pick up a new language. So here, let me give you a little nudge. Oh, oh God, I just nudged it. Where's this? Remember, we'll, we'll always be with you in your heart. He's coming over here. Oh, he's shaking my hand. Oh, he's so polite. He took his shoes off before he stepped closer to you. Oh, oh my, my gosh, so sweet. And he wasn't really wearing anything otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, here, I'm just gonna take his hand and, and let's yeah. just... Maybe we'll give him a Kit Kat or something? Here. Sure. Um, mm. Okay, let's just take him... Let, we'll take him back to the house. Okay. All right. Walk. Do you think maybe he'll get off all, all fours at some point and start walking like a human? Or do you think that's too much to ask right now? Here, let me... I'll get the screen door. Come on in. Come on in, buddy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is totally fine. <laughs> And so Kevin Plum joined the human world. Nineteen years later. Um, Kevin, I'm gonna have to reject your uh, orthodontist uh, application to this dentistry school. I know your story is compelling. It's like a building's Roman. It's amazing. And the only reason we heard you because you don't have any college experience is because your mother is Deborah. Deborah Plum. And we all know the work she's done has been groundbreaking. So, I'm sorry to say you don't qualify. Look, I, I really don't want to be pushy here, but but the truth is that I've had my hands in other people's mouths from the age of four. I know. We saw the slideshow of the pictures of you with your, your other six, six siblings. You can't make an exception for me. I was raised by antelopes. I never learned to, to, to write. All I can do is um, you know, arrange bits of grass and, and, uh, and you know, use my, use my hoofs to scrape messages into the ground. I, I mean, I, and that might be useful in our outdoor emergency orthodontic program where you, uh, you do perform emergency surgeries in the wild when people get stranded and need their teeth fixed. Right, of course. Emergency orthodontia. That's my specialty. Okay, well, let's go out to the field right now, and, and um, maybe we'll bring one of our uh, our students, and uh, you can maybe perform a procedure on them. Johnny, Johnny, you want to come in here? Uh, yeah. Hey, 
Hey, Dr. LeBlanc, uh, did you, did you need me? You, you, you have a, you're going to have another new student test whether they can fix my, my weird lower tooth? Yes, Johnny, yes. And no one has fixed it. I mean, you've been at the school for years now. No one's been able to fix it yet. It's, uh... it's really weird. Here, you can't really see it unless I grab my lip and go like this. There, did you see? Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, ignore the gold tooth from Taiwan. It's none of your business. It's a difficult case. I, I'll, I'll say it's, it's not going to be easy, but... Uh, but, you know, I, I'm only 19 years old, but I think that I can handle it. Uh, all right, let me add him. Okay, all right, here's... Uh, it's ring, ring, doc, Dr. LeBlanc's phone. Oh, oh my phone, is, my my phone, my telephone is ringing. Oh, go ahead. Okay, we'll be over here. For a conversation to be had while the operation is going on. Oh, well, I'm, you know, guys, actually, my phone is prodding me right now. I'm, it, it tells me whether calls are appropriate to have during operations or not, and this one seems like I can have this one oh. and field this call during. Oh, that's super useful. Oh, great. Well, in that case, yeah, we'll, we'll just carry on over here. So I'll field this call, and you, you grab the, the drill, and... Uh, Hello. Uh, hi, is this uh, Dr. LeBlanc? This is Doc LeBlanc. Um, hi, uh, this is uh, Dr. Emeritus Deborah Plum. Oh my God, Dr. Plum, it's an honor to speak to you again. I mean, this is really. Oh, I'm sure it is. No, special. I'm sure this it is. This is amazing. You're yes. I just got a Snapchat from my son Kevin. Okay. And he told me that he was not accepted into. Um, the school and oh. is now being made to do some sort of outdoor um, orthodontic. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned he wasn't accepted yet. Good job. Good job right now. That was a great first incision. Uh, uh, thank you. It's going really well. Thank you, Dr. Blanc. He's in the middle of, of doing a procedure for us. And and to be honest, um, Doc Plum, he's he's probably the best candidate you've sent us. I mean, Alice. Alice, you remember Alice? I mean, she walks, she walks on all fours. That's the thing. Carl immediately went right to the water fountain and, and laid in there because he feels more comfortable <laughs> in water, okay? He doesn't speak English right now. Um, <laughs> great second incision. Great, right, yeah, great yeah, job Yeah, I think right it's there. going really well. Thank you. You have to uh, uh, sympathize with our situation here. I mean, we only take the top students from across the world. And although you are the, the Dr. Plum, the uh, the creator of the moving brace. Look, I'll, I'll leave you with this because I'm getting a notification on my phone that the operation is going to wrap up and it'll be time for you to re-engage with it. Um, let's just say I hope this goes really well because if it doesn't, I wouldn't want to um, have my lawyers come and make the lawyers. school no longer teach the moving brace technique. What? That is um, goodbye. absolutely and ridiculous. Good oh, my all right, Doc LeBlanc, I think we're all finished here. What do you think? What do you think, Doc? Yeah, what's going on with your mouth, Johnny? I mean, well, look, he flipped it around. It's... He took the tooth and put it on your, instead of your lower gum, your upper gum. I think uh... that was what was wrong this whole time. It was just on the wrong gum. Yeah. All right. All right, kid. Uh, Kevin, you're accepted. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, so, when can I start? <laughs> So Kevin entered the world of orthodontia. Then four years later, he opened his own business in downtown Omaha. All right, yeah, just sign here, and this you can the, this whole floor of the building is, will be for your 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 the lease is, is ready. You're, you're ready to open your private practice. All right, all right. I, I can't wait to get started. Um, I think I'm expecting lines down the block. Just you wait. This is going to be the hottest orthodontic practice that this town has seen in uh, maybe ever. Mm, oh, all right. Uh, oh, someone's at the door. Uh, hello. 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 Is, uh, is this Mr. Kevin Plum? Uh, yes, I, I, I'm Dr. Kevin Plum. Yes. <laughs> um, I saw your ad on Indeed for a dental hygienist. Um, my name is Judy, and I wanted to apply for the job. Judy. 
Judy, you've come to the right place. Come right in. Okay, great. Uh, I actually just signed the lease. The real estate agent is still here. Hello, this is Judy. Hi, Judy. Oh my gosh, hi. I think I'm a dental hygienist now. I just grew up in Omaha and now I'm here in downtown Omaha. <laughs> Congratulations. That's pretty similar actually to my story of becoming a real estate agent. I grew up here in Omaha. And now... Well, don't bore us with the details, okay? <laughs> this is about, this is, this is a day of celebration. You signed the lease. Judy, I'm, I, this is going to be great. You and I, let's shake hands right now and let's promise each other that no matter what happens, yeah. we will support one another. We will stay by each other's side through come hell or high water, okay? Okay, Judy, we're going to shake on it. Shake. I have no ambitions of ever opening my own practice or doing my own thing or going behind your back, so this won't be a problem. That's great. Nothing matters more to me than loyalty, Judy. That's what I learned from the antelopes. They taught me two things. Politeness and loyalty. <laughs> So, wow, okay, uh, Kevin, this is such a, uh, I mean, so far, I, everything I expected about how, how inspiring this story was has been, it has perfectly met my expectations. Um, yeah. You, you know, I will say, Kevin, I, I, you might be a great orthodontist, but maybe a bad, like, employer, because you hired someone who said, like, preface what they said with, like, I'm never going to backstab you or, like, not be loyal to you. Whenever anyone says that to me, like, someone comes up to me like a ghost or something and is like, I want to work for you guys. A ghost? And, Wait, you And I'll never backstab. <laughs> You. I don't have ulterior motives. I usually say, eh, that sounds like red flag. But you hire a lot of ghosts in heaven. They need jobs too. Ghosts need jobs too. Okay. That's true. Um, look, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a very trusting person, and if that's a crime, then lock me up. Well, how did it go with Judy? I mean, uh, I'm seeing you guys work together for the next next three or four years. Did was it a good working relationship? Well, you know, everything started out okay. Judy was lovely. You know, great personality. The customers loved her. She was, you know, great at sitting at the reception desk. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, a couple years in things started to get a little fishy with her. Oh, fishy, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not that good at reading people, you know, to kind of go back to your point, God, I I, I don't always know when I'm, you know, being right. had. I, as you know, I was raised by antelopes, and so I, I don't have... They don't know. engage in deception or trickery, right? They're straightforward beings. Yeah, you know, Judy started doing some weird things, like she would sort of uh, take my customers into sort of secret closets before they left the building, and mm-hmm. she'd spend a long time in there with them, and I don't know what she would say to them, but then they'd come out and, mm-hmm. you know, she'd shake their hand, she'd give them a business card, I assumed it was my business card and then they'd walk out the door and I'd never see them wow, again. that is fishy. That, that is, is quite shady, I will that is say. Weird. Yeah. That's weird for antelope behavior and human behavior. Well, say. yeah. I mean, since you were getting pulled into this sort of, uh, you know, successful business with maybe some uh, some shady stuff running under the current, uh, I, I do, I, I mean, I hope these aren't related, but I have to ask. Uh, you know, it's, it's the next question on this, this form here. Uh, h- how did you die? Do you remember anything about it? Well, you know, I was young. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of a child prodigy um, in the orthodontics world. Sure. Uh, which, you know, by the way, there, was, there were pressures associated with that, I want to be clear. I was being asked to do interviews all the time. I'm on the cover of Orthodontics Weekly. Oh, wow. That's a lot. No, that's a lot to live up to, I can imagine. What I really needed was a trusted confidant. I needed someone like Judy to be there for me. Mm. Anyway, the last thing I remember, I was 26, and I was, I was just in my office. It was a day like any other day, and uh, I opened the door, and... I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, well, I guess let's find out for ourselves. That's the benefit of having this uh, this elevator that goes anywhere. Um, let's find out how you died, and, and let's see, uh, you know, how this how this relationship developed. Uh, what do you say, God? We ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, here we go.
everyone. This is Seth Moeller. You're on the Seth Moeller Show. Uh, and we have a great guest uh, featured on Orthodontist Weekly, also on People Magazine. This is going to be great. We have, for the first time ever, the Kevin Plum. Kevin, you want to come out here? And- hi. Hi, Mr. Moeller. Great to meet you. Let's take a seat on our, on our Moeller chair. Really a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having Ooh, me. Yeah. This uh, is so surreal. Look at his teeth, folks. Look at his teeth. They're amazing. Yeah, well, you know what they say. You should always go to the to the salon where the hair cutter has the worst hair because they can't cut their own hair. Oh, that's great. Let's uh, let's refocus the conversation now. So recent research has come out that says that, uh, you know, your practice is the number one practice in the country and we cannot be more proud of it. I mean, how do you feel about holding it down for Nebraska? I'm so proud to represent Nebraska. You know, I was I was raised in Nebraska. I don't know for sure if I was born there. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, my whole life I'm, I've lived in the plains of Nebraska and it really the state means a lot to me. It really does. I spent the first two years of my life. I didn't know anything about land borders. Wow. But now I. I think that Nebraska is, um, yeah, is absolutely the best state in the union. That's amazing. I love that for you. Now, I do have to bring up one one kind of downer news. I'm sorry, audience. Uh, it's bummer time on the Seth Moeller Show. Um, the, the, the new article in the New York Times, I'm sure you saw it. It showed that, that research has been showing that the moving brace is actually a bad way of taking care of teeth. And actually, it, it, it featured uh, your mother prominently, and her reputation has plummeted to the ground, apparently. And the research has come out from no one else than, than your, your current partner in business. I mean, how are you negotiating that? I mean, your business partner has taken down your mother's reputation. Is that is that something that you feel okay with, working with that person? Do you trust them? Are you loyal? Do you, are you polite as well? I saw you took your shoes off when you came in. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, look, I think that if the science shows that the procedure is no longer the best available procedure, then we have to adjust, you know? Wow. We need to make sure that we are serving our patients in the best way we can using all of the most modern uh, and up-to-date technology. And if my mother, as and she is an esteemed uh, orthodontist in her own right, and she she changed the field in her day. Oh wow! But you know, we have to we have to stick with the times. We got to keep up with what's happening. That's great. Well, Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. And here, take a goodie bag. It's filled with fake teeth. Oh, thank you. What is the doc- what does he think we're doing while we're in this closet? Because I'm giving you these secret files exposing the, you know the how yeah. terrible his mother's yeah. legacy is based on you know. But don't is- worry about it. He's he's not he's not not very perceptive. That's the thing. Oh, okay. I've been writing all these New York Times like op eds about his uh-huh. mom, but um, he can't be. Right. I think I read that. Oh my god, wow. So Judy, all of those those were all you under various pseudonyms? Pseudonyms, yeah. What's your what what's your angle here? What is my angle? My father uh-huh. was um Dr. Peach. I've heard of him. The disgraced orthodontist. Uh-huh. And what was he disgraced by? Where the displaced by something called the moving brace. Oh, right. He pioneered the stationary brace. Ring, 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 ring. Judy's phone, but you could take the call while having a conversation. It's totally fun. It's not that okay, important. I'm hearing that I could take it while having a conversation, so don't talk for a little bit. Okay, I mean, we're in a closet, so I guess don't, don't go on for too long. We'll see. Okay. 
Hello? Jody, sweetie, it's your father, Doc Beach. Uh, I just wanted to call and say hello. Hello. How's, how's, the, Hi. how's the business going? The business is good. I, I actually am in, cl- I'm in the closet right now with a... You're in the closet? Yeah, I'm in a closet right now with a customer. Oh, my God. Well, he's not a customer. Well, he's a customer. We did it. We did a procedure for him pro bono because he gave me a bunch of files on Dr. Plum. Oh, yeah, exposing Dr. Plum. Wow. Um, well, sweetie, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, how's it going with, like, the, the destroying the reputation of the moving brace thing? Judy. Oh, oh, my God. Judy, we we have some customers out here. Judy, are are you are you doing okay, okay in there? Yeah, I, I'm gonna get off the phone. One second. All right. Um, okay, you, you. I'm gonna leave the closet. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So good to catch up. Of course. I know that you lost your contact in right. the closet. We popped that one right back in. That's why we were in there. So handshake and uh, come see us again. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. We loved seeing oh, yeah. you. So, so long, Dr. Plum. Yeah, yeah. Saw you on TV but the other day, by the way. You're, you're looking great. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It means a lot. Love that suit. All right. Bye. Take care. So, Judy, you've been going into that closet a lot. Is is everything okay with you? What's going on? Um, Yes. Everything is okay. Okay. I did want to say, you know, I saw you on the Seth Mola show last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did I do okay? How did I come across? You did wonderfully. I mean, I love that guy. He's so fun. He's so likable. I mean, you were wonderful. He's really good at his job. I just wanted to say, you're so sweet for not bringing up how... um, he told you about my New York Times op-eds, but we can talk about it. You know what I mean? No, I, I know that you, I'm sure you had the best possible intentions. I, I mean, I know how much you care about this this field, you know, this industry. I do care about it a lot. I, I do. And I, I just wanted to give you the heads up that um, there's one coming out tomorrow and, and I'm exposing oh, you for everything you've done wrong. Oh, Oh, that's oh, that's really in, that's really interesting. Oh my god! I'm sure I deserve every word. You don't even want to fire me or say anything, Judy. You've been integral to this business since we started. You were my first employee. You're crazy, Judy. Is my I just I just have to ask. Do you think Do you think my mom's gonna be okay? Is she gonna come out of this unscathed? I mean, you really said some terrible things about the moving brace. Okay, regarding that, this is what I would say. Think about it in your head. The moving brace. Okay. Why would that work? Well, I think the science speaks for itself. Okay. I love I love how deferential you are, but the science most recently spoke that it did not work. Okay, you you're going and you're gonna move people's teeth via braces via a brace uh-huh. that moves. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. It just your mom's gonna be fine. She's not gonna die from this or anything like that. You clearly. Oh, what was that? Sorry, I was just clear. I was clearing my throat. You know, my mom's gotten some really serious um, hate mail, death threats even in uh, people who feel really strongly about the moving brace. Well, now you're making me feel bad for what I've done to you because I'm realizing that you're the only one in your family who like made it out and like you're all feral children. Now I feel bad, but it really can't be undone. Like things go to the printing press in the morning. And like, even if it's not on the online edition, like it's definitely going to be on the newsstands and and it's not even an op-ed this time. It's a reported story and it's the front page. Oh, 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 it's the front page. Oh, wow. You're very well connected, Judy. Well, yes. I mean, here's the thing. It's like you would think that like orthodontist drama from downtown Omaha like wouldn't be national news, but you know I am the daughter of Dr. Peach, which you never ever figured out yourself. But I understand that your you don't have Google or LinkedIn. Doctor Peach is your dad. My name is Judy Judith Peach. That's so crazy. I never made the connection. Yeah. No, I mean sure. My mother is uh, single-handedly raising seven feral children. Six. I, I made it out. You know, she, all of her income basically relies on the success of the moving brace. But I'm sure that now that you've ruined her career forever, she'll find a way to muddle through. She'll be okay. Ring, 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 Dr. Plumstone. You might want to end the conversation you're having and step into the other room. Uh, 
or step outside on your porch or something and take this call because this is going to be a dramatic. Moment. Okay, I'm, excuse me, Judy, but you, you heard the phone. Sounds like you got something going on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to head home for the day. Oh, uh, it's only one p.m. I gotta go. I gotta go talk to. Paul. All right, okay. Take your phone call. You, you can't take it with me here. You're ready. Right. Go ahead. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, yes, hello. It's Doctor Doctor. Uh, this is Doctor Plum. Hey, it's uh, Seth Moeller from the Seth Moeller Show. Uh, I just wanted to say, great job the other day. That was really wow. That was amazing. Thank you, thank you, Seth. And uh, I also wanted to. I, the, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I'm not sure why this letter came to our office, but it says that your mom has not only retired from orthodontics after that horrible, scathing uh, New York Times op-ed written by your, your coworker, uh, but she's also saying that she's uh, she's going to leave the Earth. That she doesn't want to be here anymore. That if if the moving brace isn't on Earth. <laughs> She doesn't want to be there as well. So uh, it seems, sounds pretty dramatic. Uh, just wanted to let you know that. Wait, my mom sent a letter to the Seth Moeller show? <laughs> it somehow got it redirected. It was like, what's you know, what's your address? We don't know. Uh, we couldn't get to you. So it came to our office in New York City at NBC. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I need to go check in with her. Thank you, thank you for letting me know, Seth. I really appreciate the heads up. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, keep grooving. And so Kevin went to help his ailing mother. So, uh, Kevin, I'm just flipping through New York Times here. I've seen you went to help your mom, and you, you were able to sort of patch things up, and you lived for another another 40 years, and then you died from congenital heart failure as you were leaving the office one day. And congratulations. What a, what a nice life. Yeah, thanks. I guess I misremembered when I said I died young. I actually had a beautiful life. Yeah, you got a whole weird years thing going on. Well, because you aged so gracefully, you know, it was like you were, you, you know, not a, not a, not a crow's foot to be seen. Yeah. I mean, usually on these episodes, something catastrophic happens, you know, like I was expecting Judy to walk in with like a brace, a rusty brace and like cut his forehead or something. Or- that does happen a lot. Yeah, you're gonna you're you're telling me that he took care of his mom, uh-huh. that he managed to save his business, and then died of natural cause. That's the most boring podcast episode I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you, God. I mean, that's that's the way a lot of people die. What happened to Judy? Knock 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 knock. Okay. Is someone knocking on the knock, knock, door knock. of the elevator between heaven and hell? Yeah. Hello. Uh, hi, this is Judy Peach. Oh my God, um, it's Judy. Just, Judy. Oh my God, what are you doing here? Um, hi, uh, I just passed away, and um, I'm just coming to say that I, I heard that that you died of natural causes, and uh, I was actually um, thrown in jail for um, unethical reporting shortly after um, I wrote all those things. You know, when the letter came out that it went to Seth Mola's show, and it was affecting your mom. Blah blah blah. I was actually thrown in jail. Uh-huh. Um, I had wanted to kill you, but I didn't get to do it myself. Oh my god! So now I'm here. But I don't know if we're both dead. I mean, can we even do anything? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I know I'm going to hell. Don't worry about Judy, it. Judy, I just you devoted your entire you you ruined your life because you were so determined to kill me. Yeah. What well, I. I gave you everything you had. I gave you a job. I, I would have given you the shirt off my back. I mean, I mean, why? Yeah, he's a really generous guy. It's a misconception. You didn't give me everything you had because I am the daughter of famous um, Dr. Judith Peach. Judith was a boy's name in that case and now is a girl's name for Dr. me. Dr. Peach, right. Um, but you have the exact same name. <laughs> yes, I'm Judith II. Um, but well, you're not a doctor though, right? Well, there's my motive. Oh. Mm. I couldn't get into dental school. I failed the outdoor veterinary survival um, orthodonture test. Oh, wow. It's not easy. I couldn't fix Johnny's tooth, and so I looked into the orthodonture 
bylaws and you know there's one that's really small and it says if you kill the doctor that you're working for <laughs> it's extra small font yeah it's really small well i mean you know mr antelope here can't even read big font so i mean he wouldn't know that's <laughs> true I've, nev- I've never read the bylaws it's true. yeah i mean again he's like a wonder kid like for me it's like i grew up reading those bylaws right like right, right. every night before bed like my father would be like how, how what's a really good way to become an orthodontist kill the one you're working for when you're a dental hygienist so that's the small right? bylaw is that you, you can yes it's like it's like the tim allen santa claus movie you know what honestly i think i think what judy needs in her life is a little bit of loyalty and a little bit of politeness so oh. how about this what if we send judy back to earth as an antelope and we send our friend kevin to heaven as a human love it reincarnation how does that sound to, to you two i think it's fair i think that sounds really beautiful actually thank you okay well yeah. great then let's do that let me just uh, get the paperwork here we got kevin plum and judith peach reincarnated as an antelope and heaven uh okay god if you just sign there and uh, thank you too for for coming in. Of course, uh, this has been very amicable. Judy, remember remember the first day I met you? We shook hands. Yeah, we made a promise to each other. I know. Yeah, you broke that promise. You broke that promise, and now yeah, we're both dead. Well, you know what? I'm proud of you for making the progress to be able to say to me, "Hey, you broke the promise." Because you know, back when I was clearly being nefarious, you wouldn't have said that. So, enjoy your time in heaven. And oh, I'm already losing my ability. <laughs> oh my God, she just transformed into an antelope, right? In front of our yeah, so it works. Let's let her hoof out of the elevator and. Uh... Okay, well, so long, cutie, and so long, Kevin. We hope you enjoy uh, your total life in paradise. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been God and the Devil. Uh, exit interview. You can uh, you can follow us on uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta plug. Don't forget to follow us on the. You yeah. know, honestly, that made me think. I didn't create antelope being super polite animals. I actually created them to be super nefarious, and they actually just curbed that behavior themselves. Oh well, there you go. So you, new thing we we learned this week: free will exists. Uh, so so use that to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, this has been the Devil. So long. And I'm God, and we'll see you next week. It's showtime. Ain't that with God and the devil?